Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Canadian Disney Podcast. I am your host, your ghost host, also known as Ryan. Uh, joining me this week, as always, is my beautiful ghost bride, Lauren. Hello. <laughs> uh, I know it may seem that she would want to kill me, but uh, but that's only the lore that doesn't extend into into us right now. So kindly find your way inside and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. And that's that's where I'm going to end it right now. That's good. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm not going to do any more uh, uh, cheesy impressions. Um, oh, I can't guarantee that. But uh, but yeah, welcome everybody. Um, this is the Canadian Disney Podcast. And this week, because we are uh, 24 hours from All Hallows' Eve, Halloween. Uh, I figured that this would be a great time to dive into the history of, um, I think, one of the best attractions uh, at the Disney parks. If you are a steadfast listener of ours, uh, then you'll know a while back we did a, a March Madness episode or a couple episodes where we pit... Um, all of the attractions that were available at the time against one another. And spoiler alert, the Haunted Mansion came out on top. Um, it's one of my favorite attractions. I think it's in most people's top five, top ten, I would say. It, I mean, it definitely has a cult following yes <laughs> and so to appease that cult following um i'd like to take us through i'd like to walk us through the history um because there are some really interesting stories about the haunted mansion and uh and i just love it as a as a an attraction and a lore and a um and a history so yeah we're going to talk about that today uh and let's start right at the very beginning. Um, so Disneyland opens in 1955. Um, several years before that, um, you have the planning phase of Disneyland and uh, Walt Disney, what would become Walt Disney Imagineering um, starts in 1952 uh, as Wed Enterprises. Uh, and the idea, the original concept art for the Haunted Mansion actually predates Imagineering entirely. So in 1951, um, Disney, uh, Walt Disney has, um, I, I say one of the first, I think it is his first Imagineer, one of his first Imagineers coming from um, the uh, the animation side of things into the realm of hey i'd like to put together disneyland as a as a park um and uh, and so harper goff uh starts doing some sketches of what um disneyland is looking like uh, like a concept art um I, and i can i interject a sure. little bit here because i think um a lot of Main Street, this is an offshoot, but I think a lot of Main Street is actually taken from Harper Goff's um, hometown too. Yes. Like the, so even he's, though it's, even though it's, you know, the lore is that it's Marceline. Marceline. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Harper Goff has a, an integral role in this because he's doing a lot of the concept art. Yeah. He's just like, um, 
I don't know a ton about him, but what I do know is like we have a lot of very iconic like Disney things to to like thank him, thank him for, for. He, like his input. <laughs> Well, we have, uh, so he sketches things like uh, Main Street and and some of the surrounding areas. And the original concept uh, sketch includes a haunted house where there is, he sketched a, a nice church um, at the bottom of a hill. And it, up at the top of a hill behind it in the background is this like dilapidated, broken down house. Um, and that is the original concept. Um, and the sketch just says, uh, graveyard church graveyard with haunted house. So there's like a little graveyard in front of it. And then, and then the haunted house itself. So the, the concept for the haunted mansion, because that happens in 1951 predates Imagineering, which starts, uh, with wet enterprises in 1952. Uh, and then, uh, and then we don't hear about it for a while because Disney's focus is on Disneyland. Um, ultimately, while it's a part of the ideas, um, it gets shelved for for a little bit. Um, and the focus goes into what's going to be there for, for opening day. Um, Disneyland opens in 1955 um, to, you know, the 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 lore of the the great success um that it is uh and then it's not until um a few years later when disney is looking to expand um so he's done his initial opening what's coming next and in 1957 um is when the so two years later uh is when the wheels for the haunted mansion start turning um, because he hands off, um, the idea or the concept to, uh, to the haunted mansion to Ken Anderson, who, uh, was an anim animator, um, and did come to wed enterprises, uh, and was, uh, a big part of designing the attractions, uh, Snow White's Scary Adventure and Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. So you have this, um, this person that has, has worked on those attractions and Walt Disney goes, okay, uh, here's, I want a haunted mansion attraction. Um, take it and, uh, and what can you do with it? Uh, so Ken starts working on, um, the idea of everything. Uh, Ken ultimately, uh, picks the, the look, um, because even though uh, Disney is planning on New Orleans Square kind of kind of opening up, uh, Ken Anderson is the one who finds the house, which is in um, Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, and the actual house itself is, uh, it has an actual name. Um, but it's not important. It's a house in Baltimore. Um, and Ken designs this uh, this attraction to to kind of surround this house. But the thing with his concept art is that his initial initial drawings are the same as the facade that you kind of see um, that that sort of fancy fancy house. Uh, the the Shipley Lydecker House 
in Baltimore, Maryland. There it is. No wonder you can't remember that. That's not doesn't exactly roll <laughs> off the tongue. Not the important. Shipley what? Lydiker? Shipley Lydiker House yeah. in Baltimore, Maryland. The uh, haunted and, mansion is much easier to remember. And it is like pretty much the same house. As the one in uh, New as Orleans. The one in, as the Sorry. one in, uh, yeah. Like Disneyland. As the one that ends up being there. Um, but Ken's initial drawings are of the house in, like, it's overgrown, it's uh, it's dilapidated. He, he does take that kind of um, step from from Harper Goff's original concept art of, like, okay, there's a broken like down house. Yeah, neglected house. Uh, and Walt doesn't like that. Walt doesn't want that. Um, he tells Ken, um, it's not a famous quote, but it is a quote from, from Disney. He says, we'll take care of the outside and let the ghosts take care of the inside. And this is understandable. Um, I've heard that before. I I think when you like think about, I, I think that they've let some of it go, <laughs> but like, right. but just about, you know, like things not, um, everything is there that like should be there in the lands, you know, like we've all heard the things like the back of, you know, tower of terror, um, sort of like matches Morocco because it can be seen from that pavilion. Because it's important. Yeah. At the time. (laughs) Um, or like you can also tell like the top of the tiki room, um, like they kind of look like steers, right? Right. So when you see them from frontier land, it kind of like looks like it, could go it like just it blends matches. in yeah yeah and so just the idea I, and i mean also like like Dis- disney world and disneyland and the parks like they are kept pretty clean yes i think at times that you know it's more clean than others but <laughs> but there's definitely um it, you can see why why walt wanted it that way right um so he says you know we'll work on it um, but I want the outside to look clean. Um, and then Ken goes to uh, start trying to make a story out of out of this. Like, it's got to have a concept. Um, it's got to have a story behind it. And his first draft um, follows the legend of uh, Captain Gore, who is uh, Captain Bartholomew Gore, um, who owns this house. And... Um, Wait, is this like a made-up legend, or is yes, that a real made-up made oh, okay, legend? Okay. Um, and then the the idea being that a maid or butler character would lead a group of about forty people into the house, um, and then assemble them on a t- on the top of a moving platform, which would then take them down into the basement where the actual tour begins. Part of this is because you know they they have to get them down. Uh, I think of because where it is and where the show building is, um, they basically go from the mansion itself, but they have to get below so they can. Yeah, one thing I remember there. always hearing was like it wasn't um, what is it like an omni mover? No, uh, to for start a, for a really long time. Yeah, it yeah. was sort of like a walkthrough. Yeah. Now I don't know about you, but I cannot even to this day. I can't count on my own legs to move me through <laughs> a haunted mansion. Like that's just. That's too much. Yeah. Also, the the idea of like having a cast member take a group of 40 at a time, (sighs) like in order to get the kind of numbers that you see today through attractions, you'd be, you know, you'd need 100 cast members. I get it. I get it, though. Like, um, 
be, because typically like I think the idea of like haunted houses or or like a museum, right? Like yes. it's it's something that you're walking through. Oh, we'll get there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this initial concept, um, Captain Gore is like a, um, a sea captain. Um, the guests are there kind of 40 years after his, his disappearance. Um, the, the butler, um, says something like, welcome to the old Gore mansion. Um, I'm Beauregard the butler. Uh, and even though it's not what it was around, I think the original idea being like the early 1800s is when Captain Bartholomew Gore uh, brings his bride to live in the mansion. Um, they're they're taking people on a on a tour of it. Um, essentially, you know, spooky stuff is supposed to happen, but the concept is that uh, Gore's bride, Priscilla. Um, breaks into an old treasure chest that belonged to her husband, and she discovers that he is um, the dreaded pirate uh, Black Bart. No. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she discovers that he's a pirate. Blackbeard. This is Black Bart, who I'm pretty sure I think was a real pirate. I didn't research that part of this, but uh, but that he's this like... I you can know. see why some of these things didn't take. <laughs> so Gore, ultimately, Black Bart. The idea being that uh, Gore finds out and he kills his bride. Oh, wow. In in a couple of concepts, uh, basically Ken gives a couple options: either Gore uh, throws her into a sea chest and like, oh my uh, and sends her out, uh, or that she like, or he throws her down a well, essentially. And so it's dark. I can tell you <laughs> like, right now that if that had been in the haunted mansion, we would have seen a change in story. Yes. much like we've seen with uh, pirates. Pirate and, Red. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Priscilla dies, uh, and she haunts Gore unt- to the point where uh, he takes his own life by hanging himself from the rafters. Okay, that part stays. So that part stays. So yeah. like it doesn't necessarily Ooh. the the concepts are there. It isn't necessarily the story yeah. and that is who we're seeing, but this you can see the the initial parts um, that they like. The initial parts of like it. Like the bride. So the idea is that uh, as guests leave the house, uh, they pass by a crumbling old well and scratched into a nearby wall is a clue to Mrs. Gore's fate. It says uh, ding dong dell priscilla's in the well who <laughs> threw her in the wicked capitan no yeah uh and guests who peer into the well are supposed to hear bubbling in the dark mm. uh and then the butler beauregard offers a sinister parting thought uh he says, and about the color of the water, maybe it's the reflection of the sun, but by an odd coincidence, it's blood red. Oh. Yeah. That's concept number one. Ken uh, immediately drafts a second, uh, which is uh, which is called Bloodmere Manor. Um, and essentially, that is a 100-year-old southern mansion has been moved its in its entirety to Disneyland to be the cornerstone of New Orleans Square um and the idea being that every the house has a tragic and bloody history of unlucky owners who died sudden and violent deaths and 
that is the idea behind um, the reason behind why there are multiple ghosts uh, who haunt the house and and they all have kind of different stories. Uh, that's that's draft number two. Draft number three is that it's uh, not officially like Walt Disney's place, but but that Walt himself is supposed to be uh, welcoming guests live on tape that he's supposed to do the voiceover oh, and kind of guide people through. Um, that idea is quickly dispatched uh, by a great hairy hand and arm uh, and a playful lonesome ghost who escorts guests through the house to discover its residents assembling for an elaborate wedding celebration. And as guests peer down one dimly lit corridor, they would see the bride lose her head as her big day drew closer. Um, the lonesome ghost would say something like, did you ever see a lovelier sight? Uh, and things like, but she'll have to pull herself together for the wedding. So this is the first concept where you have a little bit of levity, even though it's still like mm -hmm. dark, but being that, um, there, there is an option for let's, let's do this, um, with, with a little bit of fun, uh, and, and whatnot. Uh, all three of these, while concepts kind of, uh, have things that you will see pop up later. Uh, Walt's not into them. Um, he's, he's not really interested. Uh, and so Ken goes back to the drawing board um, and he goes to what he knows, which is um, old animated classics because he's worked on Snow White's Scary Adventure. He's worked on Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. And coincidentally with Mr. Toad, you have Sleepy Hollow, and Ichabod Crane and that story. And so he starts to, to draft, um, you know, another concept that takes more of its um, homage from the, the Headless Horseman, which I think is... I think that um, that yeah. is Sleepy Hollow is like one of the things I watch every Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just love it. I think it's so well done. Yeah, for sure. I love the, the song and um, the visuals and it's quite, it's creepy and, and anyway. Absolutely. Um, so initially everyone is like, okay, let's, let's kind of go with that. Um, in early 1959, uh, Walt recruits two more of his artists um, turned Imagineers onto the project. And these names will sound familiar and we'll talk about them briefly in a little bit. But Rolly Crump and Yale Gracie uh, come onto the project. Uh, Rolly Crump's uh, boyhood hobbies were basically like uh, figuring out how magicians did tricks. And so he became really good at practical effects, building things, um, moving objects, which he dubs kinetic sculptures. Um, and then uh, Yale Gracie also has kind of this fun background uh, as well that kind of follows the same, uh, the same thing. So he, Walt basically tasks them with coming up uh, with the practical effects or things that they can use in, in the haunted man mansion attraction. So they just like, in true like original imagineering they just go and 
do whatever they want to kind of figure things out. They're trying things. They, um, they basically live as roommates for the whole year, um, in one particular room where they're working on concepts, drawings, they have practical effects. Um, and specifically one of the stories that they share, uh, that has become a bit of, uh, a bit of a legend is that, um, Yale Gracie has all these ghosts and, and magic things all around the room and they get a call from personnel, uh, that tells them, uh, that the janitors have requested that they leave the lights on, um, because it's creepy and they don't want to go in and clean when it's dark. Um, so they ask them to leave the lights on, uh, Rolly Crump and Yale Gracie say, sure, that's totally fine. Um, but what they actually do is uh, rig the room with an infrared sensor. So when the infrared beam is tripped, somebody walks into the room, um, the lights turn to black light and all of the effects that they're working on turn on. And the, the story is that when they show up in the next morning, um, all the all the effects are running and there is a broom in the middle of the room oh. that's been left there. <laughs> Uh, and they later get a call from personnel that says, you guys clean your own room. The janitors are not going in there at all. I think that's fair. <laughs> Which I think is a lot of fun. You know, it's uh, it's interesting. They're, they're basically like boys. Uh, they really enjoy it. Um, and they're and they're kind of, you know, in their element, they get to do fun things that uh, that they like. So they're working on the practical effects. Uh, Ken is still kind of working on the story. Uh, they've, they've landed on the design for the facade. So in 1961, they start building it, um, without knowing what the story is going to be inside. They, they want to build the facade and they build it, uh, between 1961 and 1963. Um, while, while the guys are working on it and then, I feel like they very easily could have jumped the shark with this one. Right? I know, right? So so here's here's the thing. 1963, the house, the facade is done being built. Um, while it's being built in those initial two years, um, everything stops because the 1964-65 World's Fair is happening and Walt drags everybody in Imagineering over to those projects because he's got four attractions that he wants to build um, for the World's Fair, including things like, um, what, Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln, um, Small World, small world uh, and a couple of others. Well, Carousel of Progress? Uh, yeah, it's and not called Carousel of Progress. It's like oh. Progress of um, yeah, it was Electricity a, a, or something. Utopia or one of the other ones? Or no, that was one of the original. No, it was like another attraction that kind of goes through like, Was it a general history. electric or something? Yeah. yeah. I can't remember. Um, so anyway, Walt, Walt pulls everybody. Um, it's all hands on deck for the World's Fair because he's putting his reputation on the line for it. So he, he brings everybody over. Um, so production stops. Uh, obviously, they're, they've built the house. Um, they put a big sign outside that kind of tells people it's going to be a haunted mansion. Um, but nothing else beyond that. It just kind of teases it. Uh, it, 
it it kind of does grab people's attention. Um, but then 1966, um, Walt Disney passes away. Uh, and so the, while the people have come back, um, from, from the world's fair, uh, it is who's, who's going to take things on. Um, Disney had, uh, prior to his death, added two more Imagineers to the project. He actually took Ken Anderson off the project, um, put him onto other things. So Yale Gracie and Rolly Crump are still working on it. Uh, and then Walt brings in Mark, Mark Davis, Mark Davis and, and Atencio, uh, ex Atencio and oh, yeah. Claude Coates. Oh, okay. Who's the third one. I think we should note here that Mark Davis is responsible for some of the most iconic characters. Um, in Disney, like yeah. um, Maleficent, Tinkerbell, uh, Cruella. Absolutely. So it's just interesting like that that you have these um, Imagineers that like, it, it wasn't just the parks. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, it, he, and a lot of Imagineers worked in yeah, animation, yeah. Yeah. like, and they were iconic in it. And, and his wife worked there too. Yeah. Uh, Alice Davis. But anyway, just wanted to to put that in there. No, absolutely. Uh, yeah, Mark had moved full-time uh, to Imagineering in 1961, and he was one of uh, Walt's nine old men of animation, essentially. Um, he moves over. Uh, so Mark Davis, Claude Coates, and Exitensio are put onto the the plan, and they start working on things. Um Mark Davis is uh, definitely kind of leaning on the, this needs to be fun and, and comedic. And Claude Coates is like, people are expecting scares. I want to make this creepy. Um, and Exitensio is just there for kind of story writing and music. I was going to say, I think he, <laughs> he writes the, mu- the, the song. Yes. Right. Does yeah. he write the music and the lyrics? No. Uh, just... Buddy Baker writes the music right. and like the orchestration. Um, yeah. But Exitensio uh, or Xavier Exitensio writes the, the lyrics um, to the iconic song. And he wrote Yoho, Yoho Pirates right. Life for Me yeah. for Pirates of the Caribbean. And, and that's obviously iconic as well. Uh, the man churned out hits. Yeah. <laughs> and if you think, you know, 60, 60 years later, like they're just really, um, you know, it's unreal what, you know, he's like the Sherman brothers and what they were able mm-hmm. to produce that has such longevity, um, to it as well. But, um, Mark and Claude kind of butt heads. They don't really see eye to eye. Um, Walt passes away in 1966 and you lose the decision maker. I don't think that, uh, there was much succession planning there. No. Like, I think they were really, oh, I wonder, like, they kind of fell into that trap again. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. but I, I think they were, plan? like, kind of really, that. I think that was really quite a shock. Uh, like, for they, sure. It was they, not. It was quick. They they weren't expecting it. And, yeah, there wasn't really, anybody, there like, wasn't really succession planning, apart from, you know, Roy taking over yeah. and kind of leading the business and, and wanting to see th- things through. But he didn't have the same creative vision that Well, that they Walt were did. working on, like, 
Disney World. Yeah, yeah. The concept so, for Project X, which yeah. was Disney World, um, was was in the works. So when Walt passed, um, who who makes decisions for these attractions? And the Haunted Mansion ultimately ends up being the first attraction that's made without Walt at the helm for you know the the home stretch of it. Uh, it ends up falling to the VP of Imagineering or Wet Enterprises, which is Richard Irvine. And uh, and he says, okay, Mark and Claude, you guys know what you're doing. You, you put it together. Um, uh, they're still butting heads, but ultimately Mark kind of wins out and they do get more of the... Uh, the fun, family-friendly stuff. But Claude's uh, mark is all over the Haunted Mansion still because basically um, he takes the first half of the ride, which sets the stage of where you are. You get the um, the the stretching room. You get the uh, the creepy hallway with the... Um, the iconic wallpaper and the doors that the breathing doors that open or move. Um, that's, oh, yeah. that's kind of creepy. Like Leota is where they kind of meet. <laughs> yeah. Right. And like hand off. Right. Cause yeah. like, and, and what's interesting, like Leota, her voice is the same voice as Maleficent. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we can get there too. Okay, uh, sorry. No, no, that's okay. I, I'm I'm happy to divert to to this section here because it is interesting. You know, Rolly Crump and Yale Gracie have worked on all these effects, and one of the effects that they create is this projection um, of Leota, uh, who gets her name from the uh, actress who who does the oh, I think the performance. Was it? Yeah. Oh, was it? I thought the name was from, um, oh no, it's The Face is yes. another Imagineer. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. The Face is an Imagineer by the name of Leota Tombs. Right. Which also Tombs, like, come Perfect. on. Uh, she was basically born for it. Um, so the voice of Madame Leota is Eleanor Audley, um, who does the voice of Maleficent and the stepmother uh, and the evil, evil stepmother, stepmother yeah. um so her voice is iconic you can hear it if you if you think about it you can definitely hear it um if you don't think about it it's just a neat voice um mm -hmm. but she records the audio and then the performance that gets captured for the projection is leota tombs the imagineer um, so she, and her daughter is a big, um, is also employee, a cast member, like, and... like a pretty high up. She's in like the Imagineering story. I'm pretty sure behind yeah. the attraction. Yeah. I've well, and she, um, makes an appearance, uh, in oh, the, the Muppet, Muppet Haunted one. Mansion, yeah. um, which I think is also interesting. Um, but yeah, so they, they've created this, um, really interesting, um, effect, that has the the crystal ball um, on a table with the projection, and yeah, you have two performers um, kind of bringing the character to life. Uh, basically, everything story wise after that is Mark Davis. Um, so a lot of the iconic ghosts that you kind of see, um, he has he has drafted. Um, we skip over a like a really brief period. Um, you know, throughout the concepts where uh, 
it is when it was supposed to be just a walking attraction, um, Walt ends up wanting it to be like a museum of weird things. Um, they just kind of show things that ultimately gets shelved, um, for, for a walkthrough attraction that has the ghosts and the story of that. Um, but basically they, Ripley's. Yes. Basically Ripley's. Um, <laughs> thank goodness. Thank goodness that didn't end up, uh, being a thing. Um, and then the the haunted mansion takes another step when it goes from walkthrough attraction to omni mover, um, because the doom buggies, doom buggies, uh, but omni mover is, is used yeah. like a whole bunch of different places. This just happens to be like spaceship Earth. Yeah, um, that's it. No. <laughs> just that. any seashell ride. Yeah, um, and the concept for for omni movers was something that hadn't been invented when they started, but then you have like Bob Gurr, um, who tells the story of, um, being in a room, um, with imaginary, uh, imagineering legend, John Hench. Um, and Bob Gurr has, takes an apple, um, and spins it around, uh, by the stem and that's the idea of the Omni Mover. That like you can move that apple around, but it needs to be able to twist in mm-hmm. any direction so that they can um, get guests to see the things that they want uh, and have it move around. The Omni Mover gets invented, uh, and it is used uh, excessively wherever they can, <laughs> wherever they can make it. But specifically for the Haunted Mansion, they they create um, the Doom Buggies. And, and ultimately that's what leads to them getting, um, the number of people through the attraction that, that they can, um, the, the song gets written, um, the effects get written, um, the effects get built and ultimately the waiting period from building the mansion to opening day is, uh, it's 1969. So they start building the mansion in 1961. Um, the attraction doesn't open until 1969. And, uh, you know, it took a whole lot of extra things in there to, uh, to get it through to the end. Um, but ultimately it opens in, in 1969 and within a week of its opening, Disneyland, um, has the highest turnout, the highest single day turnout in the history of the park, uh, within a week. And that is, you know, 50 years before we have, uh, bloggers and influencers and, uh, and people who live stream to kind of drive the hype train. It's like there was a sign in the park and they handed out pamphlets that kind of got people interested and they might have done some like, you know, like radio local, advertising. Yeah. Um, but oh my goodness, like the people turn out and it becomes uh, a record single day attendance, 82,500 people, oh. which, you know, I think would still be a lot for Disneyland. Yeah, we just have no idea because they won't really they don't. They don't really talk about that. <laughs> uh, okay, so... That's like the brief history uh, of the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland. Um, 
essentially they want to replicate the exact same thing at Walt Disney World um, because it is opening two years after uh, the Disneyland Haunted Mansion opens. Um, so Walt Disney World, they build the attraction. Obviously, it's a different facade because it's not New Orleans Square. It's Liberty Square. Um, so they pick a different building. They build that concept. Uh, and then it ultimately opens alongside the park in October 1st, 1971. Um, it was actually like one of the first, I think it was one of the first attractions done in the construction. Like they finished everything for it, um, in advance of the, of the park's opening, uh, well in advance of the park's opening, I think. So it does, uh, you know, it does lend itself well when you've already got an attraction and you're just kind of porting it over. Uh, so yeah, Walt Disney World Haunted Mansion opens in 1971. Um, there's another Haunted Mansion that gets thrown in uh, when Tokyo Disneyland opens uh, in 1983. And then um, Phantom Manor opens in Disneyland Paris in 1992. Which so, one is Mystic Manor? So Mystic Manor is in Hong Kong mm -hmm. and it opens in 2013. Okay, and so, it's like it is it is cool to watch. So Mystic Manor is so it's of the first of the first four, I would say they're pretty much the same thing. Phantom Manor because it has a different name, there are some like slightly Like the facades are all different yeah. and some of the stories are different, but Mystic Manor does deviate quite a bit. Mystic Manor like watching. completely deviates. And this is Hong Kong? It's is Hong Kong yeah. um, because it is uh, Lord Henry Mystic. He uh, the house is his collection of unusual objects, and you basically tour them alongside his monkey Albert. I think I remember hearing maybe it was Imagineering story, but like th like this was also culturally driven. Yes, the change like it just it's not the same. Um, while the you know, while Tokyo Disneyland had, you know, the concept of ghosts and, and spirits, uh, you know, was, was fun. They, they, it was okay. Um, I feel like once they hit Hong Kong, it, the same culture isn't necessarily there. Yeah. And so because of that, they wanted to, uh, there isn't the same culture around spirits and ghosts and spooks, like spookiness. Yeah. Um, that there is um, kind of elsewhere. Yeah, I think like, so I, I think they're kind of, this one is definitely like adventure-y. Yes. Um, sort of like, yeah. but still like, I would say it's still sort of like thrilling and intriguing in the same way. Like, yeah. and I believe it has one of the, it's the trackless. Yes. Um, so yeah. it, it's, it's like not an omni mover. Yeah. It, yeah. You, it kind of looks like you're, you're in the same kind of ride vehicle. It's not a doom buggy, but, uh, but yeah, rather than it moving along a track, mm -hmm. it's trackless. It moves around the technology just got, you know, it's 2013. Um, yeah. the technology is there. Um, Yeah. So you have this big departure, even though people still consider it one of the haunted mansions. Because um, it's like a, it's a, it's a house where things yeah, are happening. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, those are the five. Um, what's interesting is that each haunted mansion, quote unquote, um, is in a different land. 
um, than the others. So obviously Disneyland's Haunted Mansion is in New Orleans Square. Walt Disney World is Liberty Square. Um, Tokyo Disneyland, uh, the Haunted Mansion is actually in Fantasyland. And then it's in Frontierland in Disneyland Paris. Uh, and then at Hong Kong, it has its own area. It's called Mystic Point. Um, but but that's where Mystic Manor is. So. What about Shanghai? They don't they don't have a haunted mansion yet. They didn't do it. Not no. Not yet. Hmm. You know. Yeah. Maybe you know. There's only so many attractions is, that they want to have at every. Yeah, yeah. Disneyland. It just park seems or, so. But I mean, it's also that's still China, right? Like, so again, you're dealing like I know that when they did Shanghai, like they really made it a park. That was a like they made a Chinese park. Yes, and so it makes sense that maybe that just it just isn't doesn't have a place there. Maybe, yeah. I mean, Pirates of the Caribbean has a place there. Yeah, it looks, but it's a totally you know, yeah, it has characters, but it's yeah, an an unreal attraction. Um, uh, Haunted Mansion does get so in the early two thousands is when they start doing the holiday overlays mm. with um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, so Nightmare Before Christmas, I think, is 1993, something like that. Uh, I, I, I would have to fact check it. I saw um, it in theaters. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, but they But they add the first overlay of like kind of redoing it um, in 2001 in Disneyland. And then Tokyo gets the same kind of overlay in 2004 uh, because surprisingly, um, the Tokyo audience has uh, like almost a bigger affinity for Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, and so, yeah, so they add this overlay to, to Tokyo as well. Um, but those are the only two parks that do that. Um, updates along the way... Um, uh, 1994, they add uh, the piano player, um, the Phantom oh. one, uh, with the rundown piano. In Disneyland, it's in the attic scene. Um, and they originally, like, the bride is is kind of faceless. Um, and now she has the face of Ryan's ex-girlfriend. <laughs> I love to joke about this, but like... It's uncanny. But for real. For she, real, it's uncanny. She does look... I remember, <laughs> Like, I think I noticed it at least a few trips and then finally was like... Didn't I say it there? I was like, don't you think the bride looks like Natalie? Oh, yeah. Well, let's name drop. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever. Yeah. I mean, um, and I meant that in no ill will. Like, No, it's because just I uncanny. Because I actually... <laughs> And it just so happens that it's the bride who kills all her husbands. Yeah, so I like to think them. like you, I, I'm sure I've said it on here before, but I, <laughs> I like to think like like that would have been Ryan. He would have had his head chopped off or something if um, if he had stayed with her. Yeah, well, I mean, you could still do it. Give I it time. But I don't have a, that track record. <laughs> like she does. <laughs> Well, no. looks like she does. Anyway, looks like she does. I kind of okay. like that. Any, I like that. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> uh, 2004, um, Madame Leota gets an update um, because originally the crystal ball just sits on the table and it is projection mapped, which is really cool um, as a as a concept. But in 2004, they start 
um, they float the ball. It's floating in the air. It moves around and they move from like front projection to rear projection, which allows them to, to accomplish it. Um, 2011, uh, Walt Disney world gets the interactive queue, which drops a ton oh, more yeah. like names of people who worked on it. Obviously, um, you've got like the, the Ravenscroft organ, mm-hmm. um, as a, as a nod to Thurl Ravenscroft, who kind of leads the song really. Yeah. Um, also cause like as Imagineers, they don't like sign their work. They no. don't have it attributed. So, so, so Disney other, always other does people this, can, like... can pay homage to it. And you, I mean, you do see Thurl as one of the, uh, the Phantom Five, yeah. the the five busts singing, um, and they all have names, and they're irrelevant to my story at the, at the moment. Most of the ghosts kind of get names over over time, or they're just kind of adopted names. Um, but uh, but you have a few more um, nods in in there. You get the uh, the murder mystery from the Dread family. Um, those, those five statues, the, the six, five, five statues oh, out front that basic, yeah, the twins, um, who basically like, you've got to figure out who, who you have to read it. it and like, it's take, a whole process. Yeah. Um, there are lots of spoilers online. Um, so you don't have to, if you don't want to, um, the thing that kind of blows my mind, um, because we hadn't been to, haven't been to Disneyland, um, you don't kind of over the years, you don't kind of notice the Hatbox ghost is basically um, in the attraction until like the week of it's an, it's opening in California um, where they, they pull it at the last second. Yeah. Um, they can't get the effect to work. And so even though uh, the Hatbox ghost is in concept art um, and, and in, you know, other things that happen, it's this like mystery character of, of where, where is it? So it wasn't until 2015, the Hatbox ghost officially comes back to Disneyland's Haunted Mansion. Um, and, and then Walt Disney World is going to get it uh, in like a, this month, this coming month, mm-hmm. um, which is, which is interesting. Um, Hatbox ghost kind of, there was artwork they sell artwork with the Hatbox Ghost, and it wasn't until 2015 that yeah. uh, the Hatbox Ghost was actually in the attraction. Um, I mean, he was the main bad guy in the new movie. Yeah, and his name is Crump, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. So so you get nods, uh, because I feel like Rolly Crump didn't get as much of a nod that Yale Gracie did, because mm-hmm. Master Gracie... Uh, gets his name plastered everywhere, and yeah. Yale Gracie obviously, you know, had a big hand in it. But Crump did too. And man, these guys had like unique names. Hey, I know, right? Except for Ken Anderson, that's Ken not Anderson. real. That's too yeah. That's bland. why they. That's probably why they dropped him. Right? <laughs> yeah, <they're>, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So you get these nods to uh to people and names, and yeah, obviously all the way up to the the newest yeah. iteration of the movie. Um, I know in the original movie, um, uh, we can, we can talk kind of briefly about this. Uh, so the ghost host, 
your your ghost host the iconic lines um are all done by uh voice actor paul freeze who uh has done other other stuff we talked about and eleanor oddly doing uh madame leota paul freeze um didn't do a, a like he did a lot of stuff maybe not stuff that you necessarily know he was uh professor ludwig von drake the duck Mm-hmm. Um, for Disney, um, and he uh, gets pulled in to to be the ghost host for the haunted mansion. Um, he does adventure through inner space, which becomes Star Tours at Disneyland, uh, and then he does play some iconic. He does have some iconic lines in Pirates of the Caribbean. He's the guy who says, "Dead men tell no tales." Mm. Uh, which everybody has heard, and if you think about it, you can hear Even it. Even Rosalie likes to say that. Yes. <laughs> Even <laughs> Rosalie will say it uh, when it comes up in the book. Um, uh, he's also the auctioneer. Oh, yeah. Or at least the original auctioneer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he uh, plays a magistrate in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean as well. Um and uh, and he did the original great moments with Mr. Lincoln. Um, so he did uh, a fair amount. And in the 2003, the Eddie Murphy um, Haunted Mansion, uh, they did kind of CGI of singing bust in Freeze's likeness mm. um, as like an homage to it. Uh, and then when Freeze when Paul Freeze passes away, uh, Corey Burton is another voice actor uh, who takes over. He was uh, Freeze's protege. Um, and he is the one who does the ghost host uh, narration for the Haunted Mansion holiday. So mm-hmm. obviously when um, when they're adding this overlay of Nightmare Before Christmas, some of the lines need to change. Um, they bring in uh, Corey Burton, who... His uh, has worked with Freeze and can replicate his voice, um, <laughs> and then ultimately uh, he does basically every haunted mansion franchise-related media uh, or event uh, kind of thing um, as the as the ghost host. Uh, the one thing that he doesn't do, uh, which is odd, is they did ask him to record a new safety spiel for the intro for the original Haunted Mansion ride, and he says no. <laughs> and so they have to bring in a third voice actor, Joe uh, Leahy, um, who basically does the safety spiel. So it sounds a little bit different. And then obviously they have someone who does it in Spanish too. Um, yeah, just interesting um, Interesting that way. Uh, I think that's it. Um I want to know what your favorite ghost is in the attraction. Oh, boy. I mean, I love the hitchhiking ghosts Mm -hmm. just because they're there and and they follow you home. Like, I mean, I know that is an update to the attraction where they interact with you in the Doom Buggy uh, after you see them. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you seen the Annie Leibovitz photo? She did a bunch of like, of like celebrities as like Disney characters, and I think it's, um, oh, what's his name from the Muppet movie? I don't Su- know. Jason 
Jason Siegel. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, I think Jack Black and Will Ferrell. Oh man, I need to, to see look this it up. photo. And um, it's really <laughs> like there. It's really well done. There's all kinds. I I I can't even remember what the other ones are. I think um, maybe Marissa Chastain is like brave and like Merida. Um, anyway, they're so, worth looking up. Yeah. And so that's your favorite. I I. Think I think so. Like yeah. they all have names now. It's uh, Ezekiel, uh, Ezra. Oh, Ezra. Ezra Bean is the one with the the tallest one. Yeah. Uh, Professor Phineas Plump is the next tallest one, the roundish one. Yeah. And then the small one with the longest beard is Gus. Oh yeah. Um. So Ezra, uh, Phineas, and Gus. Um. I don't really know when the names were attributed to them, um, but but they kind of, but they're there now. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, since you asked, my favorite. I was just about no. to ask. <laughs> I don't Is know Leota. why. No. No? Well, I, yeah, I mean, I like Leota, but um, like I like her on merchandise, like things like that. Right. Uh, but I don't know why, but I love seeing the dueling ghosts. From the portraits yes. in the ballroom scene. Yeah, yeah. I love those guys. I don't know why. They don't do a whole lot. But I love seeing it's like creepy and uh, there, I love seeing them pop out. There are a turn. lot of great ghosts in the in that ballroom yeah. scene. And and so this is, you know, uh speaking of Roly Crump and Yale Gracie, the everyone I say everyone knows, um, it's widely known that the the effect of getting the ghosts in that uh, is called Pepper's Pepper's Ghost. Mm-hmm. They basically um, shine a light on these animatronics, um, and they reflect off of a large sheet of glass um, to make them look ghost-like in um, in the ballroom. That's an effect that has been around since the early 1900s. Yeah, um, yeah, and they're like probably so they're probably under you. Yes. Like, or the dancing ghost would be like under. Would be under you. Where you are on Where the, you're on the balcony. Yeah. And the ghosts above are above you. Yeah. Um, that's how they. Like their physical part. And then, yes. yeah, you see the reflections. It is so effective. It, it's so effective. I love and it. Basically, uh, Gracie and, and Crump <laughs> kind of steal uh, a whole bunch of old um, effects that were done by magicians or, or people who did fake seances, Mm, um, to, to kind of get those effects. Uh, they either reverse engineered them. Um, I know there was like a particular, uh, book from popular mechanics about like some magician secrets that they kind of took a whole bunch of ideas from as well. Um, but speaking of the ballroom, the, the pipe organ there, uh, is, um, is the same one used, uh, uh, Captain Captain Nemo in Twenty Thousand Leagues oh, yeah. Under the Sea, so it does. You know, the prop is ported over from from the movie into uh, into the ride itself. Uh, we uh, we got we got to see a good chunk of it in the light. Yeah, we got stopped in. In Madame Leota's, yeah, and we uh, sat there for a long time, and then they turned off the sound. Yeah, then they turned on the lights, and then we were evacuated off the. So we, yeah, so we walked from there back to the beginning. Yeah, I took pictures. I would. I wish I. I wish we 
Uh, I took a couple. I feel like if you got further, they'd walk you to the end. They basically yes. take you kind of. Um, but still, it was cool. It was cool to see. Like, I think um, if I, that had been my first time on there, like it's disappointing. <laughs> but I, I thought it was fun. Like it was, it it's was such interesting a cool to see. behind it's the like scenes. So dusty. I do know that the <laughs> Keys to the Kingdom tour doesn't guarantee that that's an attraction they will take you kind of behind the scenes of, but it is sometimes the attraction yeah. that they take you behind the scenes of. And I would absolutely love to do that tour if I knew that that, that we were going to go into the Haunted Mansion mm-hmm. and basically, you know, kind of see the the ballroom guests And I think uh, the sound, and, like you go to the sound where a lot of the sound is like, yeah, is kept or I don't know. So, I mean, what's super interesting is the whole attraction has basically the same song in many different forms. Uh, even in, even in the queue in Walt Disney world, when you play the instruments, mm. um, along the, the crypts, uh, it plays grim grinning ghosts. And yes, um, when you get to the outdoor scene, um, that's where you hear everybody singing it, but buddy, like buddy Baker doesn't necessarily get enough credit for orchestrating, the song into like, I don't know, 30 different versions yeah. where you hear uh, the piano player playing it and um, and you hear uh, like a more orchestral version kind of earlier on. Um, it's, it's a pretty neat effect and it carries you throughout. It gives you a theme kind of throughout mm-hmm. the whole thing. Uh, last little bit of trivia... Um, excluding, uh, the mystic manor, um, the four kind of quote unquote haunted mansions, two of them have elevators that go down and two of them have elevators that are basically rooms that go up. Like the stretching room. The stretching room. Yeah. I so can never portraits. remember. What is the Walt Disney one? So, Walt uh, Disney World one. so Disneyland yeah. in California is an elevator. You go down. Okay. Um, that was part of the original concept. They had to get people down. Yeah. Um, they, I know I've heard like they deal a lot with like vertical. Yes. Um, like things because they don't have as much space. Have so they as much use space. Like, yeah. Like height. Walt Disney World, the stretching room goes up. You don't actually go, you don't actually change levels. Oh. Um, so, but there is like a rumble and a sound that makes it feel like you are in an elevator kind of going down or the stretching room is moving you down. Um, so what's the p- point of it? Wait, your, f- the floor doesn't go anywhere. The floor doesn't go That's anywhere. The saying. ceiling goes higher. Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, Tokyo Disneyland, the ceiling rises mm-hmm. as well. Um, but Phantom Manor in Disneyland Paris, uh, is another elevator. So it goes down. The floor goes down. Yeah. Um, so yeah, two two that go up, two that go down. Um, yeah, that's the history of the haunted mansion. There's a whole lot that I'm not covering here uh, because we don't have five hours um, to talk through every bit of the attraction and every practical effect and how it works. Um, I do recommend if you are like a haunted mansion aficionado, um, the haunted mansion. Imagineering a Disney classic by Jason Sorrell um, is an 
incredible book, lots of concept art, and just kind of really takes you through um, the the heavy details of pretty much what we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I know... I know Tower of Terror is your favorite attraction. Is yeah, this I love a, it. Is this a close second or like where Ooh. is this on your on your list? I don't know. It's very hard for me. I do love it. I yeah. love a theme. This one is like, I think it's like one of the most co- cohesive. Of everything. Like, it just brings it all together. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's hard for me to say. It's in my top. Like, like I, um, yeah, it, it would be in the group of... Like it's not, um, it's not thrilling. No, it's not a thrill ride. So I love the, th- I love that thrill about the, the Tower of Terror. Yeah. Um, but I don't. It's hard to argue that there's better storytelling. Oh yeah, than no. the Haunted Mansion. Um, um, so yeah, I do. I do love it. I do feel like this has taken over my number one spot. Mostly because it used to be Splash Mountain and Splash Mountain is closed. Yeah, we have to see because uh, I, it, you know, I'm I holding love out Tiana. hope um, for Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Oh, um, that will be a whole other history that uh-huh. uh, I probably won't get into. We won't do an episode on Splash Mountain. I mean, I um, I think I I do like this more than pirates and i do love pirates though yeah pirates um, is a great story but i do feel like it's a whole lot of like interesting scenes yeah. um and isn't necessarily you know they once they added uh jack sparrow in it does kind of tie a little bit more throughout yeah. the scenes and i mean i love like i think it's i think it would it would easily be my favorite like park attraction yeah. Mm, I mean, I do love those tiki birds, but it's not <laughs> it's not a ride. Um so I think like from like park IP, does that make sense? Yeah. Like non non IP attraction, I think it's probably my favorite. Yeah. Cuz I do love I mean, I love them all for different reasons, right? Like I love the little mermaid ride. <laughs> but I yeah, wouldn't but say that it's like the best ride. But I, also, I know that. You know, Little Mermaid is a good example of a uh, an animated classic that became a great attraction. Yeah, I just think it's well done. Whereas, although know, I'd love to see it up upgraded to um, or like refurbished to the kind of faces that like Frozen Ever After. Has. I don't even think they're going there anymore. I, think I know the animatronics not. have gotten so yeah, much better yeah. that I think they're going that direction, and you'll probably see Frozen well, Ever love... After change. Yeah, at some I, w- point. I guess I think that. <laughs> Like Little Mermaid seemed to be made in this like small window where they didn't they didn't really stay with that style. No, but I still love it. Um, it's still really nice. I'm sure it will get uh, an upgrade at at some point. Yeah. Um, Haunted Mansion is one of those where, uh, <laughs> you know, Pirates of the Caribbean was a great attraction that turned into a good movie franchise. Um, okay, Haunted was Mansion. It though? I mean, it was. The first one was yeah, great. I just, the second one was uh, good remember, and the third one was... Uh, what? I think we're into like six and seven. <laughs> um, I just think that the second and third ones were too long. That was my thing. Yeah. I don't even But rem- we digress. Yeah. Anyway, I Jungle think... Jungle um, Cruise, good attraction that we haven't even seen the movie yet. No, I haven't seen it's it. It's still on our list. But Haunted Mansion, uh, like I feel like apart from, you know, Muppets Haunted Mansion, which is great... Uh, even though it needs to be longer, and uh, and we've already talked about this with a different Kermit. Yeah. Um, 
the other two movies are like fun and interesting, but haven't really been home runs yet. Yeah. Um, so they're, you know, we'll, we'll leave, uh, some hope out there for, for something I else. Think, I think some of it is like, um, the, the character, like the character of Jack Sparrow drove those movies yes. and a lot of the popularity. You don't quite have a character that does that. No, they're not going to, they're not going to, um, reveal the ghost host as like, yeah, yeah. this is, this is the person and we're going to, well, know, and it kind of has put to a franchise ha- around them. They're not, yeah, it's just different. It's they're just different types of characters and movies. But, um, yeah, I think it's like, I yeah, I think it's one of the best, um, like park rides, like yeah. like rides or attractions that have originated in the park. And I I love that kind of stuff. So, um, I hope it's around forever. Yeah, me too. I hope yeah. I'm around forever too, but you know, that's a, that's another, <laughs> yeah. another story. Um, that's probably a good place for us to leave it. Uh, I know I'll ask you, Lauren, yeah. uh, did you enjoy this, this deep dive into the history of the haunted mansion? Yeah, I have, um, some of it was familiar to me. Yeah. I think, it, I think several years ago I did listen to a different podcast that did a deep dive with. Oh, well don't listen to that one. Just <gasps> Jim stay Corcus? here. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, who is like a Disney historian. I think it was with him, was. but yeah. Yeah. Um, Jim he passed recently, away recently. Yeah. And, uh, he was, yeah. I mean, Jim is like the iconic, um, Disney historian who just knew everything. Yeah. <laughs> and like had access to the archives and, um, he has a lot of like unofficial books that yes. you can also get. Um, so, so yeah, but it was, like again, I listened to it a long time ago. Yeah. Years. So some of it was um like just reminders. Yeah. Uh yeah, I I like oh I like knowing where things came from. You know me. I like if I have a question or something intrigues me, I have to Google it right away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so well, I like that. Yeah. Well that's good to know. More importantly, uh you as the listeners. Um is this something you enjoyed? Yeah. Uh, if you, yeah, if you want to head to our Facebook and Instagram page, find this particular episode, um, and and leave a comment if you would love to hear more deep dives into history. Um, you know, it's not something that we'll do all the time, but yeah. uh, but I really like the kind of the research behind it and um, and spending some time talking about one particular attraction that. Uh, that I happen to mm-hmm. really like. So, um, but it's Halloween. That's why I did it. Um, and, and yeah, uh, we hope you enjoyed this, this time. A look at the history of the haunted mansion. Um, happy Halloween. Yeah. Everybody. Happy Halloween. And, uh, and a ghost will follow you home. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? The little Leota, uh, at yeah. the end, the hurry back. Yeah, yeah. Make your final arrangements now. So even though uh, there's there's a tag or tag at the end, even though um, people call her Little Leota because she was played by Leota Toombs again, mm-hmm. but this time uh, I think she does the audio for it mm. and the and the projection map for it. Uh, but it is not. It's not Leota. It, yeah, like what is she? Because she's so small. Yeah. 
She's too small. She's like a doll. She's supposed to be the bride. As what? I a don't, miniature? I, I don't. I I'm don't not know. really complaining. <laughs> I like her. But but when I think about it, I'm like, why is she so small? Is it a doll that has come to life and is talking? Like, why is she so small? That's a question for another time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll leave it on that cliffhanger, <laughs> unraveling everything that we've just done. Uh, but yeah, we want to thank you so much for joining us this week. And on behalf of myself, Ryan, and Lauren, this is the Canadian Disney Podcast. Uh, happy Halloween, everybody. And we'll see you next time. Bye.